Welcome back, everybody. Can you hear me okay out there? Um, it's great to be back. Thank you for uh, for tuning in today. Uh, it's been uh, been like a, at least a month since we last did an interview on here. Um, took some time off for the summertime, so it's good to be back again. Um, and if you've not, you know, tuned into an unscripted before, uh, unscripted is a show about the power of music, and we got a special guest today. Today's guest is DJ Tamil, one of the founders of Jersey Club from New Jersey, obviously. <laughs> um, and DJ Tamil has been instrumental in the popularity of club music in general and, and helped produce some classics. So I'm really excited to bring him on the show today and talk to him about that and, and what's going on these days. So um, without further ado, let me introduce to you DJ Tamil in the house. How you doing, DJ Tamil? I'm pretty good. What's going on? Good to have you here, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, effects have to have some effects for the Jersey Club legend, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> hey, so um, uh, you're known as one of the founders of Jersey Club Music and a pioneer in developing the club sound as, as we know it, along with uh, Rod Lee, DJ Technics, K-Swift, as well as a new generation of artists like Unique, Koki Kawai, DJ Slink, and more. Um, how, does it feel, how does it make you feel to see the legacy of something you helped bring to life spread so far? Bro, uh, I mean, like I tell so many... Any other time, I never expected this. I mean, from the beginning, for me, I was just like, I was on a CD and mixtape market. So for me, it was just having something different to sell, you know, to, to make money. And I was like making a lot of money from club music. But, you know, I was like, the Be More thing would be like a just a different twist than everything else that's out. So let me make those connections. And, you know, it happened. And now seeing the point that it is now, I'm just like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> So awesome, dude. Um, and I mean, you know, how would you describe the Jersey Club sound? Like, what's the what's the what's the way you describe Jersey Club to somebody who has never heard it before? Well, it's 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 a lot of tools. I mean, of course, we come from uh, the Baltimore Club sound. I always want to make that clear. You know, I'm always going to pay my respects to Be More. You know, all of my OGs, my big bros, my big sis. Um, but uh, we add our own elements. I mean, everything could be. Uh, up to what we went through in one day, you know, we make a song, you know, uh, that that surrounds that, you know, it's, it's a whole feeling. Um, it's also stupid stuff, you know, uh, the Bear Springs, uh, the ludicrous dick sample. Uh, it, it's so many different things, man. You know, whatever comes to mind, that's what we use. If it sounds good, we use it. That's awesome, man. I love I love the 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 humor, not the humor. Um... Yeah, the the fun element of the sounds like it's always kind of you know charming and and fun, lighthearted. It's it's not too doesn't take itself too seriously. Is that would you say that's that's fair? Right, 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 right. Nice. Um, and yo, I want to give a quick shout out. Yo, Cardis is in the house. Uh, we got DJ Gons, Mr. Sunny James. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, the, the legend Hello. DJ Tamil is here. Um, now. Can you tell me, when you were growing up in Jersey, what was the music you were listening to before, obviously, Jersey Club existed? Oh, man, before that, uh, I can say growing up, I can remember ever since I was probably about three years old, you know, for as long as I can remember music, probably listening to, like, uh, uh, Marshall Jefferson. Uh, you know, my, my uncles used to play house music, you know, so it was a lot of Chicago house, like uh, Move Your Body, um, Chippy, like this. Um, it, it was so much, man. Uh, Martin Circus. Uh, and actually, my uncle Redman, you know, I, I learned a lot from him DJing. And, wow. uh, yo, I, I never, even even as far as DJing, I didn't think that I would be, 
you know, from that that young, you don't know what you're gonna do. But um, there was a situation where he was DJing for one of my other uncles, and he was doing a wedding. And I had never been in front of a crowd before. You know, I just practiced in the house whenever whenever they taught me. And uh, this one day, he was just like, called me up on the stage and was like, DJ right now. And I'm like, right now? <laughs> like, I never did this in front of people. So I played uh, EU's Doing the Butt. <laughs> and awesome. that was a big song at the time. So the response I got from it, I was just like, yo, I'm about to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. Hang on. Let's just rewind a sec, though. You're talking about Redman, um, Uncle, being an Uncle Redman. T- talk about that yeah. a little bit. I feel like we, have, we, just, we can't just gloss over that. We've got to expand on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, growing up, uh, first of all, before we even found out, we were like related like that. You know, we lived next door to each other and all we were close. Uh, His sister was babysitting us and everything like that. And we played with the dog and, you know, it's just odd. And then years later, it was like, we go through the bloodline, we find this connection. And then it's like wow like he comes out in a video with tribe called quest he's eating chicken on the bench and then by the time i'm in ninth grade i think it was uh he dropped a single hardcore with epmd and then the single came after that for blow your mind and then the album and i'm just like the fuck this is (laughs) this is unreal for me you know because back then i'm thinking like all of this celebrity stuff the tv stuff it's just tv yeah. You know, you were, you would never think that it would be somebody that you know. But crazy enough, like when he dropped, and then the guys right behind us on the next block, Lords of the Underground, they dropped. Oh, shit. And then, you know, all in the same neighborhood. So, like, uh, right across maybe a couple of blocks up, Naughty by Nature. You right. know, so all of this stuff was happening around me, and, you know, it's influencing me because I'm still young at the time. So I'm just like, yo, I was uh, actually in school for art at the time. And uh, the school made me hate the drawer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, because my major class was art. And the teacher that I had at the time, he was just like, yo, I think it was uh, I think it was five hours of drawing you had to do every night. Wow. But that's not including the homework from your other classes, too. So I had, like, basically no life. I was like, I'm not doing this shit no more. <laughs> like, you know, and I went more into music around that time. You know, actually, it was graffiti first. So, uh, you know, shout out to my boys, Artifacts. Oh, you know, yeah. Tame and Animal. Wow, man. Dropping <laughs> so many gems Rest right here. Chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was a lot around me, man. So, you know, that kind of influenced me in, you know, really getting into music. That's crazy, but, uh, man. I, had, I, yeah, actually didn't yeah, know, so I didn't know the Red Man connection was, was, was blood. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, New Jersey, one of New Jersey's finest, one of the best in the, in the game, in top five. You know yeah. what I mean? And... <laughs> And, and yeah, of course, Artifacts, New Jersey, and is Queen Latifah also from New Jersey? Yes. Yeah, you guys got. Yo, that's the one that I never got to meet in person, and I'm just like, how, how the hell did I not meet Queen Latifah yet? And actually, she shot a movie like it wasn't even a movie; it's a series that she got, and she shot it outside of my house because my house is like right next to Irvington High School. So, you know, uh, she went there. So, and, and her mom, I believe, was a teacher mm-hmm. or something like that there. And they shot the series outside, and I wasn't home this day. I was working. So when I heard about it, I'm just like, yo! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, 
well, let's let's go into a little bit more of uh, like some older uh, Jersey history because and you're talking about being a house being influenced by house music a lot. I'm curious to know t- Tony Humphreys, you know, a very important music figure in house music, and held a residency at Zanzibar in New Jersey. Was he an influence to you as a younger DJ as well? Yes, I mean, I started to hear about Tony like uh, later on. I didn't know names and stuff like that. You know, I just got the uh, the tapes or whatever was downtown. You know, my aunt would, used to sneak them to me because my mother didn't really want me to be a DJ. Ah. So, um, you know, my, my mom's just the type that, you know, she's tied up into, uh, she thinks the worst of everything. <laughs> so, you know, she sees things going on with Tupac and Biggie. Uh, oh, you're going to get killed. You're not doing music in this. And I'm just like, Ma, like, really? <laughs> you know, and, and my mother didn't take belief until she actually saw me. Uh, I was actually DJing on BET uh, Rap City. Oh, wow. And then it was like, once she saw that, it was just like, yo, my son. And I'm like, Ma, I told you I knew what I was doing. That's sick, man. When was the, when did you play on uh, on Rap City on BET? I believe this was like 2004, 2005. Okay. Don't yeah, because I did uh, Rap City. And then after that was like, funny enough, it was like a, a Wild Out Wednesday DJ battle. I did uh, on 106 in Park. Oh wow! With uh, my man DJ Pro and Fat Fingers, Fat oh, Fingers yeah. murdered man. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, we know Fat Fingers pretty good, man. Um, real quick though, um, just jumping back to Redman, I think it's 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 interesting since we're talking about DJing, is that a lot of people, including myself, for a long time had no idea that Redman was like a very accomplished DJ and DJed and toured with EPMD uh, uh, before right. he had a solo career, which is, I mean, that's that's wild to me. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of people didn't know that he was a DJ before. And, you know, that's actually how he got discovered by EPMD. So he was actually do- DJing for Do It All from Lords of the Underground before they became Lords of the Underground. Okay. And, you know, uh, he-, he was known as DJ Cut Killer. And, okay. uh, yeah, he-, he-, he was killing it, man. That's so sick, He was man. killing it. I mean, from what I remember as a kid, he was killing it. Cool, man. And, and, and I'm just jumping back to Tony Humphreys here. So house music, hip-hop kind of happening at the same time right like a lot of this a lot of the music was was popping in jersey at the same time in the, in the 90s would you say right yeah and then al alias are from new jersey too right yes yeah from linda new jersey okay okay let's just take a quick i can't believe i know these dudes personally like i'm just <laughs> like yo I'm, I'm a fan of your work and i'm like what the hell what who the hell am i but you don't be a fan of me you know <laughs> that's awesome um, let's take a quick moment and just, uh, you know, play a bit of uh, a classic, one of the most classic house tunes of all time here, um, Alias, uh, Follow Me by Alias. So yeah, that's I mean that's a that's a classic everywhere around the world. I feel Great that's classic. such a big tune. And, and, and you know, some people around here said that they sick of that song. I'm like, yo, I'm never going to stop playing this song because for one, it's home. They're from here, so I'm never going to get sick of it. And you know, any chance I get, I, I play that song. You know, it's been let's see, I think that song came out in 1993, so 30 years. 
Wow. 30 years and people still jam to it like it's new, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's just a certified classic and I feel like uh, it's timeless, you know what I mean? Especially, I mean, you know, especially nowadays, um, following people is just like a normal thing. Yo, real quick, uh, I'm just going to give a quick shout out for the raid to uh, the homie Loki who's coming in with all his homies. Shout out the Good Music Twitch fam. We got uh, Sammy Gilmore, Yanala. Um, El Rizzi from Vancouver, Vanilla, Manila Ice, Special Says, uh, All Love. Great to see you all here. Thank you so much for tuning in. G Stone, the gentleman. Shout out to everybody, man. Yo, thank you so much for coming in, guys. Yeah. Uh, great to have you here. Yo, I've been on Twitch for so long, but I haven't really been like using it. So, like, a lot of this stuff is like new to me still. <laughs> you know, so I'm looking through the comments now and I'm just like, you know, looking at the, I guess, emojis or I'm just like, wow. Yeah, because you know, if I did do a live, I would do it for my YouTube. Right. So <laughs> I think we have a Jersey Club emote for today, especially. So um, feel free to use that if, if you're in the chat. Uh, what up, that go, Eris? DJ Miggy. Yeah, we got yeah, a whole lot of homies in here, man. This is great. Hey, that's fire, yo. Yo, before we go any further, you know, I, I just want to give a couple of shout outs because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looked at as that guy that brought forth. Brick City Club music, which turned into Jersey Club music. But, you know, there was other people there with me. So, in the beginning, there was the OGs, uh, official ghetto style, which is uh, Doughboy, Crom, uh, DJ Jazzy B, uh, Smooth Killer, and a few others. You know, I forgive me if I forget a couple of names, but, you know, when we released those first two records, which was uh, Official ghetto, ghetto Style, Volume 1, and uh, let me see. My first vinyl, which I put out on my own label. Okay, here we go. This was beginning of Jersey Club music. Anthrax Records, DJ Tamil. Okay. Yo, yo, that's, that's right. fire, man. Yo, and it was crazy because the label was made up out of, uh, I mean, no disrespect to any 9-11 victims, but uh, it was made up kind of a, a, a joke. Uh, between kids that used to come downtown to buy CDs after school. So uh, I don't know if you, everybody remembers, like at the time when everybody was talking about anthrax. Oh, so yeah. he was like, yo, anthrax is going to be in the middle and this and that. I was like, yo, anthrax is everywhere. So I was like, yo, they had like a, a handshake they had, you know, to the crew and everything like that. I was just like, yo, anthrax records. So, you know, just ran with that. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a time. I remember you're completely right. That was crazy, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, all respect to the to the nine eleven victims, but yeah, that was man. I remember hearing that people getting like anthrax mailed to them or some shit. Like it was pretty wild. Yeah, and then right behind that became, I mean, came Brick Bandits. There we go. You know, and when we first met, you know, it wasn't you know it, it wasn't all cool. You know, it was like uh, I control the mixtape market, so you know their way of getting on was like to diss me. So okay. that, you know, I would say their names or whatever like that. So that, you know, and it, it almost came to something that it shouldn't have been. But we were, fortunately, we, we were grown enough to, like, settle our differences. I'm like, yo, like, y'all make dope music. I'm already out here. You know, I make dope music. Let's get together. I love that, man. I love that, you know, at the end of the day, music does bring people together. And if you can put aside differences, everyone wins if they work together. Right. Um. So... Can you tell me, um, did you start out as a house music DJ or were you a, a hip-hop DJ? 
I was actually pretty much all over the place. I mean, because I was buying a lot of club records because uh, at first I had instilled in my head that hip-hop was a bad thing. You know, mm. and that was because of my mom. My <laughs> mom didn't like hip-hop at all. You know, uh, that boopity-bop shit and this and that. You know, so I followed behind everything my mother said. And it was around, I want to say, I want to say 84, 85, maybe 86. Uh, Red started playing like Bismarcky and uh, introduced me to like uh, Big Daddy Kane and stuff like that, you know. And I was just like, "Yo, I think my mother is wrong, man. This shit is hot." <laughs> <You know? laughs> this shit is hot for sure, man. Especially Big Daddy Kane, yeah, man. Yeah, one of the greats. Um, so, so when you started, uh, when did you, did you when? Sorry, let me rephrase this. How did becoming a DJ help you as a producer? Um. Well, actually, I can I can name some names, man. Like, I was listening through certain records, and uh, for one, DJ Premier. Ooh, that dude chopped up samples like so good that I don't even think they recognize sometimes where they can hit him for like a you know copyright infringement or anything like that. Because you know, I mean, I, I got so good with hearing the samples, I'm like, yo, I know where that came from, but they don't have this listed in the credits. Yo, this dude is nice, you know, and uh. Eric Sermon. Eric yes. Sermon was a monster. Yes. And uh like even as far as like on yo, on a house tip and, and, and club music, uh DJ Sneak I listened to a lot. And uh Armand Van Hilden. Yep. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. oh, let, let me not leave out the legend, pal Joey. Yeah. Wow. So Soho, wow. right? Hot music? Yeah. That's pal Joey, right? Yeah, he had like a lot of hot records, man. That's true, I, and, and the more I think about it, I've always thought I've always loved a lot of the music, uh, especially house music that ca- that cam- comes from Jersey, you know. And all the all the a lot of the people you're talking about, the New York house producers, Armin Van Halden, and uh, yeah. Al Joey, and stuff like that, um, and 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 even Todd Edwards for that matter. And the way that the the chopping of the samples is such a unique and 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 delicate approach. But yeah, when I think about it, it's the same thing I love about. DJ Premier and how he chops up his samples. It's just like a beautiful art. Yeah, I, I was real big on, uh, you know, listening to the samples, man, because I, I mean, I kind of missed the way that records used to come out, like when a single came out. Uh, you know, I would read, I was the dude that would read the credits and read the label on a record, you know, and, and figure out who every last person was and uh, look for the samples and everything like that. You know, I would, I, I had like a huge collection of records from one of my uncles that passed away and, uh, a lot of those records were in there, you know, mm-hmm. so I would go listen to them. I'll find a part that they sampled in the record and, you know, I will be stuck to all of that stuff. Like, yo, I got to, this is what I got to do. It's such it a magic like a feeling. Uh, yeah. And when you discover how they did it or whatever, you break it down, it's like such a magic feeling. Actually, if you don't mind, I'd love to just, I, I, I may be going on a bit of a tangent here, but uh, one of this, one of these songs um, for me that really blew my mind was uh, the way that, Carrie Lucas, uh, what's his name? Armin Van Halden flipped the Carrie Lucas sample. Um, oh, yeah, man. And into You Don't Know Me. Just freestyling here, guys. Stick with me. <laughs> I think we can do it, though. Um, but, yeah, this is the Carrie Lucas song. Very funky. And then uh, there's like a bridge part. Yes. 
Anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> just had to do that, um, you know, while we, while we could, um, just to show it. Like, I think that's such an interesting part that he yeah, took from man, the song. Absolute beast and, and, like, so great with picking out the right samples that made, like, a hot record, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think the same for you uh, so, uh, very much oh, in thanks. the same way. And, and that's why I was kind of wondering, like, as the DJ and, you know, a lot of the things that I love about jersey club is it, it feels like what i'd want to do you know pressing buttons on a dj controller or an mpc or whatever yeah. um and, and and it's very like a dj focus in fact would you say a lot of like club records jersey club records uh baltimore club records began as dj tools or break records yeah 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 i can say that because it, i mean you got the, like the, the think break and yo so many others the, the gas you know, yeah. it's, it's so many records that, you know, are staples to the genre. That's how I feel. I mean, like, especially with listening, when I, you know, preparing for this interview, I was listening to a lot of the, like, the beginning stuff from, from Be More in Jersey, and, and a lot of them felt like they were just designed for DJs to, to play, you know, they were per, for peak time right. to be able to, like, get the hypest part of the, you know, the jam. This is the record you're going to play, and it's going to, you know, really right. elevate it. You know, and I'm thinking, like, a lot of songs like... Uh, DJ Class tear the club up and Samir's theme. You know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They just set shit up <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Um, Yo, and before we go any further, like on the Jersey tip, man, like I can't forget a legend, Carrie Chandler. Oh, yeah. Yo, I mean, these are like the things that I grew up on, man. So, you know, like, I mean, the, the, the people that put me in an element where I'm like, yo, I got to sound like this. I got to be like this. You know, I got to pick out samples and, you know, I got to have a sound that's just as dope as this. Yo, it's crazy. We actually had a, uh, I think it was Wajid on the show, and he was talking about Carrie Chandler as well. And he said, was, I, hope, I hope I'm getting this right, but um, he was just talking about how Carrie Chandler also had a hip-hop project, uh, which was super dope. That I, oh, no, no, that was, yeah. um, it was Dan Charnas, actually, sorry. Um, that okay. was in, insane. Um, Sonny James, I, I think you know about it too, but I've never heard it. And I'd love to, to, to know more about Kerry Chandler as a, as a hip-hop producer as well. I, I don't think I heard the whole thing. I mean, I was more into like the house records at the time, you know, when I was picking out a lot of his records. Absolutely. And he's still putting out great music. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, man. Um, so what, what actually, speaking of like the, when you were making, you know, these records, I want to get into um, one of your records in a minute here. But I was really curious to know what um, equipment you were using, you know, to start out when you were making a lot of your, your uh, early records. Okay. <laughs> so, so were you, what were you using? Were you using MPCs? Were you using software? Like, how, how were you kind of composing the, the, like, for example, Shotgun Buck? I, I wanted to play Shotgun Buck. And I was curious to know how you made that record. Okay. Uh, shot, Shotgun Buck was actually uh, Acid Pro. Acid? Okay. <laughs> Acid, like I, I Acid kind of made me put put up my uh, MPC and everything else because I was just like, yo, it's like unlimited what I can do on here. Right. 
Because the NPC and only now, had... You know, I'm, I'm hoping I can get the gist and, you know, pretty much go into the same on, you know, Serato Studio. <laughs> yeah, so, man. you know... Yeah, I, I just don't want my sound to change. You know, I, I took a little while off from making music, but when I get, get back in, you know, I want to... I don't want to lose my sound. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean... Let's let's listen to to uh, to Shotgun Buck actually, uh, where you're sampling. I'm not too sure. I don't want to put you on blast or but you're sampling an older song, and then you've got the Buck Buck sample. You're at gunshots, and then you've got a video game song in there, a, so- a sound in there as well. Um, but yeah. it, you make it you make it make perfect sense together, and I, I, that's the thing I love about it. Um, let's play DJ Tamil Shotgun Buck right here. so hard man <laughs> we'll just leave it at that right now because i'm you know i'm sure we'll get uh got you got you got you <laughs> yo but, I, but that record was so fun to make man <laughs> i i use uh the buck buck it's actually onyx oh That's, uh sticky finger same book uh the duck hunt game of course and uh, I, I don't want to mess up the name. I think it was Wilson, uh, Wilson Pickett. I think uh, was the shotgun. Man, yeah, man, it, it was a fun record, man. I mean, I just love the way it progresses. Like, it's, I mean, I, it sounds like it was fun to make that record. It's fun to play that record. You know, just the way it all develops and the way it progresses. Because I mean, as somebody who makes music myself, it's really easy to get stuck on just like a loop or something. But that's actually one of the things that I love about jersey is it's so fun it moves it's got constant movement and it, it's really made to dance to right 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 um i was watching a, a really good uh, documentary again preparing for this and it talks a lot about how dancing is such an important part uh of jersey club too and and when you're making this music are you making it for people to dance to um uh, yes and uh it's kind of yes and no I mean, because the, the, the dance element, actually, uh, there was a different group of producers that came out and was focused more on just the dancers. Uh, for me, it was like, you know, I had started getting involved with different labels. So, you know, I was doing like EP deals with labels and it was more of like, yo, I, I was focused more on the production part. You know, which, you know, actually, I wanted somebody to dance to it, too, but I was more focused on the production. 
because I mean, it's just got such great energy, dude. I mean, I, I'm going to talk about uh, some of your your later stuff as well. But that was one of the the earlier uh, EPs you put out, right? Of uh, Shotgun Buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I, you know, I think I did that for. Damn, who did I do that for? Ah, I think I got the vinyl here. <laughs> this is great. For? I love it. <laughs> One sec. Oh no, no, no! That was uh. Brick Madness for Mad Decent. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a such a great record, man. Um, there. Thank uh, you. The the other thing that I really want to talk to you about actually was um was Crystal Waters and she's also from New Jersey is that right? Ah, uh, I never knew that. Actually. I think she is. Yeah, I, I looked it up. I looked it up. So wow, <laughs> we're talking Crystal. Wow. Yo, so, that's one of my favorite artists, and I never knew she was from Jersey. That's awesome. Like, I, she performed. Uh, well, you know, my cousin is a promoter, and she performed. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah, I looked it up. I never I, knew that. I had to. I was like, oh, man, because I want to talk to you about how you flip Gypsy Woman, the Gypsy theme. Um, and I think you were the, I think Yo. just my personal uh, personal experience, you were the first person that really like flipped that, you know, where it was like, I mean, I, you know, the song was out and all that. But when I started yeah. to listen to the like Jersey Club and that, I remember hearing the Gypsy theme and I was like, yo, this is a jam. Um, and it was the first time I ever heard that, that Crystal Waters song being flipped. Um which is, is crazy to think about it now because I feel like almost every week there's a new <laughs> Crystal Waters flip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't a bad well, thing. It goes it's the strength of the original. But um, let's just play. I your- can honestly say I don't think I if I don't think I was the first, but uh, well I, I really don't know if I was the first or not. But uh, I can honestly say yeah I had a lot of fun doing that record. I I did that record on the front porch of my mother my mother's house. Wow. And people were walking past. I did. I think I did that record and the, uh, the wanted uh, record. Uh, Take you a gun, pull the trigger. I think I did those in the same day. And people were walking past, like, yo, this shit is bumping. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great feedback. Hey, you gotta love that. Um, but let's yeah. just play a real quick um, uh, snippet of uh, Gypsy Theme by DJ Tamil. Which, of course, I mean, that's a, a dance floor sure shot right there. I mean, you can't go wrong there at all. Um, it's crazy, though. Um, that song, just if we can talk about that a little bit longer, um, you know, the recent uh, kind of interest in in that song, well, I guess is post-2007. You made that in 2007. So, I mean, that was the first time I heard it being flipped. But those chords have been sampled like a million times. And most recently I heard... Pink Panthers use it in her song "I Must Apologize." Um, yeah, yeah. And 
she she kind of blew up on TikTok, Pink Panthers, you know, um, her productions and, and songs were kind of like a thing. But Jersey Club has a really interesting relationship with TikTok. Uh, you know, we've got someone like Cookie Kawhi who blew up off uh, TikTok as well. I'm not speaking on that name right now. Okay, okay. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. But do you, do you use TikTok much, Tamil? No. Actually, I, I have an account, but I, <laughs> I'm just not into it. Fair enough. The The crazy thing is like how much Jersey Club dances are being used for these routines. And, and um, I just find that really fascinating, you know, like uh, how Jersey Club is like always through, you know, like you've got obviously people like yourself who founded it. It's come up, uh, you know, again in 2012 and, and had uh, like, you know, you've got all the, the dances like the, the, the Running Man the, off uh, New Jersey, uh, a dancer from New Jersey. And then you've got Cookie Kwai, you've got other artists and just people learning dance moves to Jersey Club, it feels like Jersey Club is always there. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I love it. You know, we never expected it for, for it to be like this. Never. In a million years. Yeah, it's it's amazing, though. And and where do you see, like, Jersey Club going in the future? Hopefully being adopted into the mainstream, man. You know, I mean, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Sierra. You know, it's so many artists tapped into it so far. And yesterday I saw that, um, well, it's it's actually more like Be More Club. Mm. But I saw that uh, Bobby Shmurda did a record. I, I don't know about that title and, and what it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. You know, it's, it's called Hoopy Daddy. <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk about maybe uh, that uh, that record, Level Up, which Sally tells Fuck It Up Challenge. Excuse me if anyone's offended by the language. We're, we're going to be playing the explicit version here. Um, but let's, let's talk about that. That's, I think that's a really interesting example of something that was like really like viral and underground then blew up. So uh, if you're not familiar, this was probably, what, a couple years ago, like 2018, I think. But this is the Telly Tell record. Um, fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. And then of course five, four, three, two, one. And that's just another example of something that did kind of go mainstream from a challenge, right? A dance challenge from Jer- Jersey Club Music and right. popped off. Did you? Do, how do you feel about the way that went down? I love it because she actually gave Telly Tales credit, man. Like, <laughs> I-, I love it when the artist, like, actually reaches back and it's just like, you know, this is where I got the idea from. So, you know, because uh, the original song went crazy on the internet. So... I mean, it was going to be no way she can get away from that anyway. Everybody pretty much would have known. And we're seeing that. I just think it's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just think it's so dope that she just gave credit. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're kind of seeing this again, and like with the recent interest, I guess, uh, if we can call it that, in, um, in house music, Jersey club music. And we're seeing it blow up right now with like Beyonce's new track, Break My Soul, and then obviously Drake's new album, Honestly Nevermind. Um, and I made, I made a quick video, by the way, talking about the bass sound in Beyonce's uh, Break My Soul being like a, a, a plug-in, and I saw you retweeted that. So thank you very much, DJ Tamil. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> And uh, it just it just talks about how the you know Crystal Waters actually also used that that synth uh, the core game one for that iconic uh, chord progression as well. But um, I feel like we've got to, we've got to talk about the bed squeak. You know, speaking of <laughs> iconic <laughs> sounds. Um, so um, let's let's talk about what initially drew you to that sound. Like, what was it that kind of grabbed your ear about it? Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, man. You know, like throwing it together in a record, like, yo, because I, I think the first record I used it in was, uh, I called it fucking Be Friends, but it was, uh, was it Lil Flip? Yeah, I think it was Lil Flip. Uh, Sunshine. Oh, you took the sample? And, yeah, and I threw the sample over that. And, yo, after that, we, we just kept the jokes coming, man. Like, it's. <laughs> One thing with me, Tim Dollar, and a few others, like it's constant jokes, man. We we love to laugh. <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, let's just play that uh, track, uh, the original sample, if you don't mind. Um, some cut, right? Is the original, right? The original one, and that's that's the little John produces track uh, from right. Correct. So let's just pull that up for people so they know. So this is the bed squeak sound. So you got that, did you get that from like the beginning of the record or like, was yeah, that? Yeah, because they had a, a beginning part without the beat. Right. And I sampled it from there. So the funny thing about it is Lil John just explained recently that it's actually not a bed. It was his rocking chair, but it sounded like a bed spring to me. So, you know, we <laughs> never knew until all of these years later when he explained it. Funny the things crazy. you find out. Have you ever talked to Little John about that? Have you have you had a conversation? No, about I didn't that? talk to him about that. But funny enough, when I was DJing at uh, 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 BET uh, Rap City, Little John was like the first guest that I was on there with. Oh shit! And it was funny because I didn't know that he was a DJ at the time. So we recorded like I think it was three different uh, sets that day, and right before our show, wait, I think Beanie Siegel was first. And then Lil John was the DJ for uh, them franchise boys. That's when I was like, "What the fuck, Lil John? Yo, he was in there killing it." Yeah, he's a you know, great I was DJ. sitting outside. Yeah, I was sitting outside, you know, watching on on a little TV screen before it was time for my show. And I'm like, "Yo, this dude is actually cutting it up." And you know, I knew he was a producer, but I know I didn't know he was a DJ. Yeah, he's a fabulous DJ, man. Uh, big up, Lil John, yeah, one yeah. of the best. Right. Yeah, he deserves a lot of credit, man. Um, it just you know, out, like you said, outside of being an outstanding producer and and vocalist, uh, he's like yeah, an insane DJ. <laughs> Any DJs all over. I've actually it's a funny story. I I was a uh, I was in Ibiza one time, <laughs> and he was he did a he did a DJ set with Steve Aoki at a, at Pasha in in Ibiza, Spain, and I was like, yo, this guy is like so good at just rocking a party, no matter where he is in the whole world, he can do anything. <laughs> like he's got he's got so many records, it's insane. And he loves house music too. He's a really good house DJ. Yeah, it's wild. And I, I think it was when we were on the show, 
I kind of introduced him to uh, Jersey. Well, it was still Brick City Club music at the time. So I played a track for him and uh, some other stuff. And he was like, you know, he was already used to the, the Be More stuff. He had heard it before. And I was like, yo, I, I didn't. It's wild that you even know about this stuff. But he's a DJ. Yeah, because I think he even got on the he got on the I'm the shit remix with DJ Class. I think he was on yeah, one of those. Yeah, my bro, DJ Class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. Um, and just speaking of producers, um, you know, you and Techniques have a really great uh, a really great relationship. Let's let's talk a little bit about like if we take it back. You know, um, you know, the story goes. You know, you were traveling to Baltimore to buy local records. Uh, and and then brought them to Jersey. Can you tell us about those first trips down there and and what what attracted you to the sound or how you got kind of got connected with a lot of the Be More guys? Well, first of all, you know I used to hear all the time because people you know from that city would tell me, "Yo, man, you from Jersey and this and that." You know they not gonna you know they they might try to get at you and this and that. I'm like, yo, first of all, you know I'm from Newark, so. <laughs> You know, whether I was by myself or not, I'm like, yo, it's not like it's going to be anything I'm not used to. You know, these they're pretty much the same, you know, as far as like the way things go. So I was more comfortable with, you know, just rolling from record store to record store, you know, wherever they would tell me to meet somebody at, you know, because uh, rest in peace, Bernie, he used to own uh, Music Liberated. And, you know, he would put me on the phone with people or, you know, connect me with different people. And that's how I would begin to find everybody. And, um, yeah, man, I would just travel around and, and meet everybody. Uh, one day he was like, Techniques is here at the store. Uh, I think we spoke on the phone that day. And then by the time, the next time that me and Techniques connect- connected, he had his own record store, which was like right across the street. Techniques had his own? Uh, yeah, he had his own record store. Oh, cool. So, you know, I went down there and I met uh, uh, Dookie Man would hang in the store all the time. So, you know, go down there and kick it with them. And, and yo, just looking at Techniques DJ inside the store, like, amazing man amazing he's a like a lot of people DJ. didn't know that techniques was like in the dmc back in the day so you yeah. know for me that was cool too i didn't know that until like all these years later so it, it, it kind of connected the dots when i found that out later because like watching him dj in the store and like he would start cutting and everything like that i'm like yo this dude is a fucking he's fucking amazing man <laughs> he's so good and I think I think you told the story um, a, a bit about how he actually came up with one of the like the the be more rhythm from doing a juggle is 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 that right? Yeah, he told me that story. I, I'll let him explain that one, yeah. man. Because yo, my mind was blown by him saying that one. And we we want him to do this live, yo, because that's crazy. Yeah, I got to. You see came that. up with this from a juggle, and like the world is doing this now. This that's is crazy. Cool. It's wild. I mean, it's so cool, actually, that you know, you to see you and versus uh, Technics. They did, you guys did a versus on here uh, a few years ago, uh, which I was. I'm really happy that we got Thank to do. You, salute, salute. <laughs> um, and it's so cool to see that you guys, you know, are still good friends, and 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 you know how you work together on 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 that mu- on music together and stuff like that. Um, and if you want to see it, we can, we can po- probably no, post man, it in the chat. Right, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's my brother. That's my brother, man. It'll never be that. <laughs> that was so cool, yeah. though. Um, because especially, I remember you guys tried to do it. It didn't quite work out. But yeah, I'd love to do another one of those some, sometime with you, man. It was it was so cool to Yo, see. Why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, man. It was like you guys just have so many great records together and, uh, you know. But I, I'm curious to know, what would you say the main differences are between B-More Club, Jersey Club, and Philly Club? Um, you know, what, what what are the, is there a specific, I mean, I know the Jersey Club pattern, the kick pattern is like probably the one thing, and then the sounds, 
and the and the be more club pattern uh, kick pattern is slightly different. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's similar. Um, for for me, it's kind of different because I produce both. Uh, I started out well. Some of my first records that I had put out, you know, was be more records. Like you know, uh, shouts to quiet records, uh, which is DJ Patrick, uh, unruly. I was on unruly. So uh, you know, I I do both. Now, I, what I would say is the difference. Uh, after so many years, we stopped using like uh, claps, and it's you know it's just straight up, straight up. Uh, you know, just the kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, be more uses horns, and we don't so much do that. Uh, the same with Philly. Every every city has their different elements that they put into it. Um, and from what I know of Philly. Well, Philly's a little different now because, you know, there's a newer generation, but I can go to DJ Sega. Mm. Sega is like, yo, his ideas are the wildest, yo. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck did you smoke before you <laughs> made this? Like, yo, his ideas are so off the hook, man. It's like, that's how you're thinking. Like, yo, what was on your mind when you made this, man? Because, I, okay, one of his favorite records of mine, um, I can say... And you would never think that somebody would do this. He did uh, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Yo, so the way that he flipped it, it was just so crazy. I'm just like, I'm just looking at him like, dude, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So he's like, um, he, he flipped the part where it's like, I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. Then he flipped it to, I always want to live in the hood just like you. I always want to have a neighbor just like you. I always want to live in the hood. I'm just like, yo, that's fucking creative. Like, I would have never thought of that. Like, his ideas are, like, so out of this world when he makes music. You know, so I would say, like, a lot of the Philly artists came from him, but, you know, they switched more into, like, the dance. Yeah. So, uh... I want to say the music got faster because, you know, they were focused on the dance. The same as here, you know, they're more focused on the dance than the business part of it. Which, yeah. yeah. At at first I had a problem with it, but then I started to look at it like, yo, I remember at a time, like when we were coming out with Brick City Club music, AKA Jersey Club music, there was some DJs here that told us to our faces, like, this shit ain't going nowhere. It's not going to work. Ha ha, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we here. You know, so I'm like, yo, if me and Tim Dollar had a discussion, we like, yo, if we do that to them, we kind of doing the same thing that people were trying to do to us. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, and, and also, like, back when I pressed that first record, I can't say uh, much for, I can't speak for the uh, official ghetto style, but I know when I shot my record around, I mean, as far as going to New York and other places, like, yo, some of those places were like, Yo, that shit is garbage. You don't fuck with that B more shit. This and that, and yo, uh, yo, uh, I don't even know if I, I could say this, but I mean, they like yo, that shit is gay. Oh man, we not, I'm like, what? Like, all right, whatever. One year later, everybody want to pull pull me to the side. Like, yo, you don't want to make that uh the B more shit, right? Yo, uh, how much would you charge me for? Nah, nah, nah. Now you want to talk? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that's yeah, that's sad. I mean, that's I guess the way it goes with being a, you know, a trendsetter, a, a pioneer, I suppose, right? It, people are resistant to to the new sound, 
But man, the music that you guys make is just so energizing. Um, I'd like to actually play another one of your joints. Um, try to figure out what what. Oh yeah, this is off the Tech Nine EP. This is Tech Nine. Um, actually, I want to play two songs off that. Actually, if you don't mind, real quick. Um, okay. I want to play Tech Nine because I I love this one. It's a, it's this just gets me fired up. Like I was going for a run this morning. I was like, I just wanted to. <laughs> it made me run faster. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And again with the, with the gunshots, gotta love it. We got DJ Alize in here. What up, DJ Alize? Let's get right to it. So that's Tech Nine, and the other one I want to play was um, your off the same EP. Um, this is uh, Rude Boy, the a Rihanna flip that you did. Um, I'm great oh, to see yeah. this is on. Um, <laughs> really, really great, grateful to see this is on streaming services. Um, and you know what? The thing I love about this this track, especially, is how yeah, you've really taken all these elements from the song and you've really made it. You've totally recontextualized it. Um, and I know the song's originally like 80 beats per minute, and somehow you've made it work in 132. Uh, and it's just perfect. <laughs> so good, man. Thank you. Let's get right to it. I can't play too much of this, but um, I highly recommend you yeah, check out all this stuff, man, because it's, man, just dance floor heat and just pure energy, man. It's just so good. I appreciate it, man. I, Yo, I, what I can say about the first record, Check Nine, I actually got that idea from uh, my little bro, DJ Tone. Uh, he had did a flip with uh, Check Nine. And uh, when I heard it, I was picking him up from his house that day. And immediately in my mind, I was like, yo, I got an idea for a different flip. So, you know, I went ahead and did that. Um, the element of adding stuff that's going to sound good, you know, different samples. So I don't know if anybody else picked up in there. There's a, a Yin Yang Twins sample. I forgot 
exactly what song it is, but that's the that's the Yin Yang Twins. Oh, I was like, yo, it sounds good here, so you know, I stretched it and put it there. Um, the Rule Boy song, I actually made that before going on tour, uh, in 2010. That's when that record came out, and I was like, yo, you know, just to have some new records to play while I'm over there. Um, I actually gave that track to uh, Mobile Tracks. Uh, shout, <laughs> shout my bro, uh, Dope. Um, that record, uh, as you said, I made it go, you know, that speed that I wanted. Uh, a missing element in Jersey Club right now is uh, a lot of the younger kids don't know. We used to chop a record to death, and that's how, you know, I made it fit into any speed that I wanted. So I think what a lot of them do now is uh, this is where the speeds come from. Uh, I'm definitely on this. So, like, say a record is 80 beats per minute. When they make the club version, it's going to be 160. So they just pretty much double it. Yep. Because they don't chop the samples all the way down. It's just like they, you know, time stretch it and, you know, we chops every last sound and, you know, made it fit. Yeah, that was actually, I'm glad you said that because even on uh, like Shotgun Buck or whatever, I'm hearing how you're chopping that. And as somebody who messes around with production a little bit myself is, yeah, I mean, you can you can just time stretch something and that, that'll make it sound a certain way. But yeah. the kind of the micro chopping that you guys do in, in Jersey Club and then the the way you, you, you kind of chop, chop and paste it, um, the rhythm that you guys choose with it, you know, like it's it's got way more energy. You know, you, you, if you just time stretch, it doesn't have that same, I don't know, that doesn't hit as hard. And it's almost like being restricted to like having to chop it made it so, makes it so much cooler. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to elevate some, but a part of me is always going to go back to, you know, how I started out making the tracks, you know, which is, all of the chopping and everything like that because i mean for me i mean nobody's going to tell me of all people what jersey club music is right so i'm not going to be the person that follows and does what everybody else does i'm the fucking leader like you know everybody's following what we did from the beginning so you know i'm always going to keep that chopping element you know in tracks uh one track that i can say for sure that uh really boasts that I think I did a remix of the uh, the Swiss Beats. It's me snitches. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, you can really hear like I chopped the shit out of that song. Is that chopped on? The fuck out of it, man. Is that on streaming? Do you think? I don't think it's on streaming. Uh, no, I, I think I would actually have to send that one to you. That's okay. Well, I, I'd love to get it, but yeah. Well, 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 you know, it, it might be on my Bandcamp. Okay, yeah, I think it's I, I'll have to we we'll have to pull out your band camp a little bit later, but man, it, yeah. it, it it's you know what's so cool about the way that you you know the chopping stuff specifically though is like, you know you're you've got these limited parameters, you know this technology at the time when you were making these beats they didn't you know you didn't you couldn't just use Ableton or Pitch and Time or Serato Studio just to like stretch it out, so you, you know you were yeah. forced to do something due to the limitations of the technology that created a, a style and a sound that is now iconic. And I just think that, I think that's so awesome. I just think there's so, so that's something quite magical and beautiful about that. Yo, and I, I think that's a lot of the stuff that the younger producers missed out on. 
So uh, you just mentioned with the time and everything like that. Now, before we got to acid, bro, I mean, like the MPC 60, uh, I can remember so many others. That's I was on used? the. Uh, huh? That was what you were using, the MPC? Yeah, before that. Well, I, I jumped between different things because I had a Akai Remix 16, which I had coupled up with, I think it was a Boss DR770 drum machine that I used as a, as a sequencer. I used to have a Boss SP202. Um, oh, yeah. I had one of those two. Yeah, I had a few different things. Yeah. And, like, you know, you were limited on the time. So, yeah. you know, say, like, some samplers might have had, like, 16 seconds or 32 seconds. You know, everything that you sample had to fit in that. You know, so uh, we got slick, and we would speed the samples up, like, as fast as they can go. And then inside the sampler, we would slow it back down. I love hearing that story, you know, Matt. Every time. It's so cool. to do what you have to do. But when we got used to acid, like, we, yo, me and Tim Dollar sat down one day, and we learned acid. And we was like, yo, we unlimited with this shit. So it was me, Tim, uh, Mike V, uh, Black Mike. Yo, it, it was a gang of us. And we were like flipping tracks on, you know, that program. Because <laughs> also um, Acid Pro would have given you stereo as well. Because I feel like the MPC, like uh, from when I had an MPC 2000, I, mean, I still have it, but I don't use it that much. But it had like, yeah, yeah. like very limited sampling time. And to like you said, to... To get more of the song in there, you'd play that faster on the turntable, like at 45 RPM, and then right. record it, then slow it down in the, in the machine, which would degrade the sound a little bit. Um, yeah. And the other trick, you could sample it in mono, right? And then you'd have more sample time, but it would be in mono. It wouldn't be stereo. So when you got right. acid, you could do stereo sampling. <laughs> right, right. Because I yeah. can say once I got to, to acid pro, like my sound improved like crazy. So, you know, uh, labels that I did EP deals with, they would ask me, like, you you got the track mastered? Uh, we were going to send it out to master, mastering, but we don't have to. And I'm just like, nah, I just did the track how, you know, in, in my regular program. Yo, whatever you did, keep it that way. So, you know, that's like my secret sauce. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. The, actually the thing I love about about Jersey Club and and, and, and is, is that level of that kind of rawness of it you know like straight out the daw nice and loud um uh, slightly distorting oh nice yeah we don't want to lose you tamil yeah i'm totally forgetting that i'm on my phone so <laughs> gotta put that charger in. but yeah man um especially the the way the drums hit the 808s it's all so sick um so what would you say are some of the most essential club records for somebody who 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 wants to get familiar uh well uh, jersey club yeah okay well in jersey club i mean uh shout to dj frosty man <laughs> that's that's my dude love him uh ride that wave uh yo it's a gang of little man tracks <laughs> that you can go to i mean we can start with uh I like the way she moved. Uh, rock them hips. Uh, there's a gang of J Hood tracks. I mean, you, we can go back in the day to uh, get the patty cake going. Okay. Um, notice how I always put everybody else first before myself. You know. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm never afraid to say that I'm a fan of everybody else. You know, because I'm like, yo, 
yeah, we 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 started this thing out, but yo, look what y'all doing right now, yo! It's making me proud. Um, uh, unique my, micro dosing. Uh, oh yeah, you know, everybody thinks that it's just one style of Jersey club music. It's a ha ha ha, ha motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> everybody thinks that you know, because I've seen people do tutorials and stuff like that online, and they think that you know all Jersey clubs sounds the same way. No, not at all. No. It's different patterns to it. It's different uh, elements. It's yo. It's because um, some some of it sounds more like house music too. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, so uh, it's not just one style. Even in your catalog too, I noticed to me like you know there is obviously uh, you know there is obviously the the quintessential uh, you know Jersey Club kick pattern, but there's lots of variety even in your catalog, and uh, the way you're doing things and the way you're working with samples and, and drum patterns and drum sounds. Um, which I, I think is so cool. It just shows so much, you know, versatility and variety. Oh, thanks. I, you know, I, that's how I try to make it. You know, so it, it's 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 not like you're getting the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and shout out, yeah, shout out to Unique. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Unique too. Um, there's actually this uh, there's one song of hers I really like, "Stand Back," uh, Reloaded. Do you mind if we just play one yeah. of her her songs real quick? A shout no out, problem. Unique. We love Unique. Um, this is stand back. This is like I guess seventy. This is I guess one forty BPM. Oh, volume's down. Let's get it back. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? That's all you got. Stand back. 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 Stand
you know familiar sounds and and jersey club being used a lot in in uh popular music now um how do you feel it being used um you know not only in drake's song currents but uh by by other artists you know um like the bed squeak sounds and 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 the jersey club patterns you know do you do you see it is this is this now going to be a time where jersey club does cross over with someone like drake who's such a big artist using so much from jersey club you know what i i love it because of the fact i think about it this way it might not even be so much i mean you you can say it's that way you can say that it's not that way because we were stuck in the house for a pandemic so who's to not say that drake i mean like, like you said TikTok took over with the dances and everything like that who's not to say that drake saw some jersey club videos uh but then you also got the producer gordo who might have just bought it to Drake, like, yo, this is some, you know, Drake is like, yo, that's hot. Uh, probably don't even know where it's from. Right. You know, so to the fact that um, the the big discussion lately has been Drake and Beyonce. Mm. So I put it like this. I'm not mad at it because it actually gives more opportunity for us to go in places that don't know about that music. You know, I, I would like right. for these people to reach out like, okay, well, this is where it came from. So why not get somebody from here to come here and play? You know, because there's so many places over this, all over this country. I can say um, a little while back, I went to North Carolina to DJ and the promoter wanted, you know, all Jersey house music, but people were walking in the door. They didn't promote it in a way that I I think they should have because people were walking in the door and they were like, hey man, what type of music is this? I, I never heard of this before. I'm like, yo, on the flyer, it says, you know, it's it's going to be house music. They're like, yo, I never heard this before. And they were like, you're going to play some trap? And I'm like, hear this shit all day, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I'm actually curious now. I was talking to my friend before we, uh, we jumped on this call, and I was just, we were just talking about, um, you know, how do, I wonder how those records are being received. You know, I mean, obviously, Beyonce is, is more of a kind of, uh, throwback to like a classic house sound, uh, whereas like Drake's a bit more, uh, I guess a bit different. But I wonder how they're landing, you know, when you play them in the club. I mean, I haven't played either of those records out personally yet, um, but I've definitely played. Yeah, personally, I haven't had a chance to play them yet. Right. But um, you know, it's um, I want like you said, I wonder if if people will reach back and then want to hear more music like that because obviously that music is known you know through tiktok and other places like that so it's not like it's it's not like it's it's you no one's ever heard it before because people definitely heard it before right yeah okay this is a little bit weird i know you see me moving all around yeah but some and this charger that i got on the phone is not charging so i'm gonna plug in a different one okay That's and okay. you know i don't want it to get cut off I appreciate that, man. Um, and we've got Anique Creations in the in the house. I, I want to give a big shout out to Anique Creations. Thank you for um, making our, one of our emotes, the save emote in the chat. Um, and she says in here, um, I'm going to say it. <laughs> Aubrey, honestly, never mind. I heard a song or two of it felt stale and lackluster to me. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to see. I have a, a you know question for everybody. Is like, I'd just love to, to know how it's working for you guys. Uh, in the clubs yeah. if you're playing those songs to me you know everybody's going to have their different opinions i mean because they don't well i don't know if they do uh know that music very well yo holy shit it's still not charging <laughs> too powerful 
getting a red light the whole time. I and I was this. just frozen before I put that R rig on, and now it's not charging. You can still hear me okay, though, Tamil? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, the phone is saying like 8%, though. I don't like that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if, if we if we need to, we can wrap it up. Um, that's all good. I have a really important question that we ask everybody um, who joins this chat. Um, and I want to know, want to know what does the power of music mean to you, DJ Tamil? Uh, the power of music is everything, man. Like, uh, there, there's a song I grew up off of named uh, Music is the Answer by Colonel Abrams. And it's it's right, man. You know, music can control your emotions. It can bring you out of a funky state. You know, music is everything, man. Music is everything. I don't care who says it's not. You listening to the wrong shit <laughs> if you say it's not. Uh, because mu music to me, you know, music has brought me out of the, some of the craziest moments, man. Like, I was feeling like real down in my life, man. You know, music and you know, the, the, the beat or the words to something could just lift you up. So, you know, I don't know who would say that, you know, music is not everything, but to me, music is everything. That's great to hear, man. And, you know, I got to say to DJ Tamil, like, I always love our chats. I love talking to you. Um, you always bring so much positivity and you've got Same a great, here, bro. great outlook on things, man. It's like always so refreshing. And, and I like how you always put people first and, you know, you're always like shouting out, uh, you know, the people that, you know, helped you and you helped and, and, and the community. It's just really awesome, man. So, um, you know, thank you, dude. Thank you so much. Um, no problem, man. Yeah. You know, I look at it like, you know, what would I be without other people? You know, I'm sitting here listening to my own shit. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it all the time. I heard it all the time while I was making it. A lot of, the, a lot of my tracks I make, you know, if I don't have to use it for something, I'm so tired of it by the time I finish producing it. I'm just like, okay, I don't play it no more. So when I hear somebody else play it, I'm like, shit, you know, I haven't played this since I made it, you know? Yeah, I love They're it. They're like, man. yo, what the fuck do you mean? This is dope. And I'm just like, I heard it too much. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I, what are you currently working on? Are we, can we expect any new, new, new music from you soon? I'm actually producing some stuff for my uncle. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, Muddy, Muddy Waters too. Summer. Whoa. You know, I, I haven't submitted the tracks to him just yet, but, you know, I'm, this is Red Man. Yeah. So, you know, he, even though this is my, my big unk, you know, that's what I call him, big unk, this is Red Man, you know, so it's it's kind of a, uh, no, 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 this, will this fit? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get him something, and y'all will hear. Man. I hope we hear some Red Man DJ Tamil tracks soon, man. I'd love. To, I think that's a fantastic combination. I'd love to hear what that sounds like. Word. I feel like he's gonna definitely ride that that uh that beat that tempo real well too. Yeah, man. And and it's not gonna be just Jersey Club. You know, it's gonna have Jersey Club elements, but you know, some different sounds. I mean, because of course he's hip hop, so. Yep. I iconic hip hop. Yeah. And if you guys missed it in the chat, um, let's be, make make sure everyone everyone's across this that uh, DJ Tamil Redman, that's a bloodline connection right there. That's Uncle Redman. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Keep it in the family. Yo, and 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 shout out to Do It All Do, Do It All ran for city councilman, West Ward city councilman in Newark, and he won. 
Okay, I don't know about this. First, first platinum hip hop artist to ever do that. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yo, and, and, and like I said before, this is from my neighborhood, man. A hood that I, yo, he, he, he was right behind us on the next block. Wow. That, that means that's a good thing for New York, Newark, right? Yeah, Newark. Absolutely. Pretty also, sweet. before we go, though, do we have any questions from the audience? Or is there any, anything that you'd like to talk about, um, Tamil, while we got you here? Well, yo, yo, I still got time, so you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I got yo. It's eight percent, so it's not gonna die right away. Okay, you know, cool. and I, I don't really see it going down, so I don't know if it's charging or not. But the green is not coming on, so <laughs> okay. I guess we can talk until it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what should we? Let's let's talk about some more stuff. What do we got? I got some more questions in here. I'm sure. Um, yeah, whatever you got, man. I, I want to give the people as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I I think it, what would be really cool actually just to talk about was buying records like um you know we're, we're talking about pre-serato here because you know serato came out what 2005 so you were going down buying records and pressing your own records up um and then you know so you made a lot of your own records and you also did deals with ep uh eps with uh with certain labels as well but were you pressing up like your own vinyl to to like give to other djs and to sell well, yeah, yeah. Well, I pressed up the first one myself. After that, when I started doing deals with the other labels, I'm like, okay, I took all of my money to press this up. Why would I have to do that anymore if they want to buy songs from me, you know, to put out? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, that first record was like, yo, the experience. You know, I didn't go through a distributor. I was my own distributor. Shout out to my brother, Nixon in the Mix, DJ Nixon in the Mix. We would hop in the car and just drive all over and, you know, put them in stores, whether it was consignment or, you know, they, they bought them for five bucks a piece and then, you know, upsold them from there. You know, it was just an experience, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that pro that process is almost something that's, well, I mean, you can still do it, but it doesn't happen as much um, as someone yeah. who's, who's had to do that myself. It's it's quite a long process and, and uh, costly and very expensive. And yeah, like you said, distribution. Right. Like, going basically store to store because you know still vinyl even in the two in two, early 2000s 90s it was hard sometimes to actually sell vinyls you're basically selling to djs only at that point right 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 and uh yeah and i, I would stop at clubs afterwards or you know give records to dj friends of mine I, my thing was i wanted i wanted djs to be playing my records like how i would go to the record store and buy different records and play them so i was just like yo i gotta get the, this into the hands of this person uh, rest in peace to my, my good friend, DJ Tory T. Passed away a couple of years ago, but he used to throw like the, yo, he was like one of the first to throw like the biggest team parties around here. I mean, lines wrapped around the block, you know, and uh, I was like, yo, I got to get this record into his hands because, you know, he's throwing these hit squad parties and, yo, everybody's going to hit his, hit his record. Um, outside of, you know, me selling CDs to everybody downtown, you know, this, this was a, all of this stuff was a process that came together. It's cool so, too. Because, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's cool. Uh, yo, DJ Mr. Quiet Man. Uh, yo, so many DJs in this area. My brother DJ Mustafa. Like, it, it was so many DJs that helped this sound. Yo, it took for everybody to do it. It was. Just, it wasn't just us. You know, to to get it spread all across the state and from the state, we moved beyond that. It was a community. Yeah, even as far as like the bootleggers, yo, the, boot, the bootleggers <laughs> put my stuff in places where I would never believe. Like, I remember getting a call from Hawaii, and I was like, you got my CD from where? It was like, yo, I'm in Hawaii. I'm, 
the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so I mean, things like that. And, um, LimeWire and, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Kazan yeah. and Bear Share and stuff like that. You know, I used to be upset at it. And, um, you know, they had the, the phones out at the time, the Nextel chirps yeah. where you were, you were able to make your own ringtone. Well, the stores used to make a ringtones for some of the people that didn't know how to do it. And they will upload it so that, like they will rip club songs like off my CDs and put them on people's phones. And I'm like, the fuck is our money from it? <laughs> wow, yeah. Yo, they wow. would have people lined up, yo, for like three for ten. And I'm like, all right, you're getting ten dollars, where the fuck is our money? You know? Yeah, totally. But right. at the same time, it got us in places where we didn't expect. That's wild. Um the the funny thing is actually I, I've been connected to you for a long time via Facebook and other other like platforms, but you've always always been um, you know putting out mixes as well, like mixtape um, selling mixtapes and 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 things like that, which is still something that I I don't know like if if it's a lost art or not, but um, you know something that I think is is such a cool thing you know to you know kind of introduce people to new sounds, new music, and you've done a really great job at that. Um, and, Thank and, you, man. A lot of your mixes are still up on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, I put a lot of mixes on YouTube, but a lot of yo, a lot of my older mixes are on YouTube too. So anybody looking for like the older, older Jersey Club and the older Be More Club, and also Philly Club, you know, it, it's up there on my YouTube. What what is your YouTube? Make sure we get that in the chat. Yeah, you search DJ Smith. Uh, I'll type it. Okay. Um, I love YouTube for that, man. Sometimes I go down YouTube rabbit holes. Um, yeah, man. I, I didn't expect the YouTube to take off like that either, bro. Like, next thing I know, everybody is like, yo, I listen to you every day. You know, while I'm at work or whatever, I'm working out, I'm listening to you. And I'm just like, the hell? So I think, yo, actually, I think the other day, I just hit 20,000 followers on it. Hey, that's And I'm dope. like, yo, this, I'm a, this is amazing, yo, because I didn't expect none of this. Yeah, man. YouTube's great, great for that. Um, it's it's almost funny like it's one of the ones oh thank you kid ku uh sean just put that up this is your we've put it on the screen if if you um if you oh thanks it. i was typing it too i don't have to it's your man dj tamil if you're wondering um youtube user it's your man dj tamil yeah yeah it's it's almost like low-key like the one um oh yeah because you can't have yeah there we go thank you uh, very much. And a lot of people remember that old drop. You know, I used to say, it's your man, it's your man, DJ Tamil. <laughs> know what? <laughs> and actually, I have another question just around that. Um, a lot of the sounds and samples that you used, you know, were almost like kind of readily available um, on the internet on different forums. Um, and in some of your productions, you can really hear some of these like quintessential kind of um, Jersey club sounds, obviously the bed squeak, but there's lots of other sounds as well outside of just the, you know, the break beats. Um Right. How do you feel about people using using them? You know, or, and I actually, you know, Loki's got a really good a good question here about that. He he actually asked, "How do you feel about people from other regions, countries doing your sound, or and, and similar to what I'm asking, like taking, you know, literally your sounds, like the the sounds that you use in your tracks, and then re reappropriating them?" I feel two different ways about that. I mean, I I actually think that it's fine. I I love that people all over the place are doing it. But like when we reach out to like, uh, okay, for instance, we had a problem with uh, Trippy Turtle yep. a few years back. And, you know, people were hitting them up like, okay, well, you're making so much money from, you know, you know, especially Jersey Club music on shows. This is what you're getting booked for. 
Mm-hmm. So why don't you bring somebody from Jersey on a tour with you or, you know, the one of your shows to, and it was just like, it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was some back and forth with words and he kind of said something disrespectful, like, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter or something like that. Like he knew what the fuck was going on. So that's a problem. And we're from Jersey. So, yo, to us, that's an ass whooping for you. He's like, um, the next, the following day or something like that, he was like, yo, somebody uh, that was working for him uh, had his phone and I'm like, we don't believe that shit. Uh, whether it was another person or not, that's your ass. You know, this it's, it's something you don't do. Yeah. Especially that- when you're making a living from something that, you know, a lot of people around here don't really have money like that, you know, and a lot of people, Jersey Club music is all they have. You know, Jersey Club music has created a, a lot of careers it's uh, put money in people's pockets. It's uh, took people off the streets. You know, because, like, yo, there's a lot of street shit that happens here, man. And, you know, some some of these people was out there. And, you know, making music took them out of the streets. And people tell me that all the time. Like, you know, they tell me, they tell Mike V, they tell everybody. Like, yo, man, like, if it wasn't, you know, I could have been dead or locked up or something like that mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jersey Club. And I'm like, yo, uh, in the beginning, we didn't create it for that. Like I said. I created it for money, you know, to have something different on, you know, my, I'll say tapes at the time and then CDs, you know, cause CDs was just, just starting to boom. But, um, yeah, man, it, 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 it gave a lot of people something to do. So when you take from us and, and it's not like you looking back, like I, it's, it's different if you're giving props all the time, like, yo man, like I know where this came from and you know, yo shout to, you know, everybody over there in Jersey that's doing it. But when you make it like, yo, it's just about you and it's no props given over here and this and that, that's where it's a problem, man. But other than that, I don't care who makes Jersey Club, man. Like, yo, I, I take it as love. Yo, that's love, man. Because I'm like, I'm one little fucking person in this big-ass state, in this big-ass world. And, you know, I did something. I was a part of something that everybody's doing worldwide. Like, this is fucking unbelievable. I think Where's that, my dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, but that's a really good point, and I think that um, you know, this is definitely something that I hope, uh, you know, we achieve, and and with you know doing things like these interviews where we're really want we really want to highlight you know the importance of, of someone like yourself, DG Tamil, and and especially you know the 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 area you come from, you know, the, the region you come from, and all the other people in the community that have helped build this, uh, for someone to come and just take it away or or just you know appropriate it and then not kind of um give credit where it's due it seems you know yeah a, a major disrespect but at the same time you know also we, we we i really hope that you know people do recognize that and that, that does hopefully lead to you know um more opportunities or you know a way to you know that puts money in the pocket as well because you know without right. this music you know i mean like man I, I just playing just playing all this music that you know when i was doing the research for this this interview i was just like this music is just so impactful and you know, I even I even started coming ac- across like similarities and you know something like Samir's theme, you know. And I was thinking about how much that sounds that must have influenced a song like Tonight, for example. You know, the the right. like the, the horn trap and all that sort of stuff. Uh, um, you know that that sound. You know, and, and you know, obviously the kick patterns and and all these other things, all these other songs and TikTok dances and so forth. How, how do we? How does that? How do we bring more attention to the people like yourself that created that and and you know hopefully give you the the opportunities that people like you know for you know putting them on on blast but someone like trippy turtle gets or 
or someone like Yo, that? Yo, you know, that's, that's it's hard to answer for me, man. You know, because, and I say this because I feel like a lot of times I don't, I mean, for me, I'm, a, I'm more of a person that's like, yo, you're not going to give me my respect. I'm going to take it, mm. you know, and I'm, I'm going to let you see what I am. But I really do feel like I don't get the respect that I deserve, mm. you know, and in a lot of places, you know, even some platforms like, you know, like <laughs> Twitter, YouTube. And, and uh, you know, I, I just feel like I'm just looked over like, you know, this, this big ass genre that I was the beginning of and it's just like, okay, he's who? Fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> I, that's how I feel. Yep. You know, I feel like I deserve a lot more respect. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, sh- shout out shout out to you and, and Serato, man. Like, <laughs> yo, I don't know if you look at it this way, but yo, fucking Serato, man. Like, this is huge to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I really appreciate that, man. I mean, it's the same thing, though. It goes both ways because, you know, obviously without people like you and uh, and and many other you know very important creative people, we literally would not exist as a company. You know, like uh, all the music that is in my Serato is is people like yourself and a lot of the people that we've had on the show. You know, and um, that's to me that's the the beauty of this kind of thing, this kind of opportunity to have this chat with someone like yourself. Shameless plug for Serato. <laughs> I like the fact that you know I can. Either hit you up directly or just put in the ticket at Serato and I get help immediately. Like if I need help, which is rare, I rarely ever need help with Serato because, you know, I've been on it for, for so long. Uh, Shallow Man D Square, he, he was the one that put me on Serato in like 2009. And, uh, you know, over the years, I, I learned it so much. And then, you know, after obviously collect, connecting with you, you know, and you, you showed me a few things and I'm just like, yo, I rarely have a problem, but like, uh, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, yeah, that uh, little glitch that came up, I was just like, "Yo, I got help immediately," and that shit fixed it right away. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I don't too much deal with any other company, so you know, I can't, I can't say how it would go, but I'm speaking for Serato. You know, I got the help that I needed right away, and I, I, I don't like the fact of. Can I talk about other companies on you? I mean, you know, I think. Uh, it depends on what you're talking about. But, yeah, we probably need to, you know, keep it, you know, pretty uh, chill. I, I don't All right. Know. Well, I, I won't say I won't say names, but I don't like a company that will tell you that you know it's stems and it's not stems. Come on, bro. I'm a fucking producer. Yeah, I know what stems are. <laughs> it's call it filtering. That's what it is. It's filtering. Yeah. You know, so I mean, shout out to what everybody does. You know, but don't lie to me, man. Like, you know, I know what stems are, and that's not stems. Yeah. And this is why, you know, I, I like Serato because Serato is going to tell you exactly what it is and, you know, you, you get what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. The, the technology, man, you know, the way that things are going, uh, you can do so many, so many things now um, in DJ software. I like, the, I like the attempt. But I, I mean, for me, it sounds more like you get in. Uh, I don't know. Some people are familiar with the, the DIY acapellas. Oh, yeah. That's what it reminds me of, and a lot of them sound terrible, man. Like, you know, I, I, I get it for some on the fly, you know, if you just want to make a quick mix and this and that, but I don't like those hissing sounds and all of the other stuff like that, and, you know, you still hear the instruments, and I, I, it's, it's filtering. Yeah. It's not stem. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's funny Um, uh, you say that, because, yeah, I had a, I made a tweet um, a, qu- a while ago, and I was just, I was kind of saying a very similar thing where, you know, 
I'd really just rather the record labels gave us acapellas or, you know, like, like, right. like you did on the 12 inch back in the day, because it was just so, um, you I know, miss it so much, man. Right? I, miss it. <laughs> I mean, we're still using the same acapellas from like 20, 30 years ago yeah. um, because they sound so good. Um, and but, it's like rare that uh, a record label will actually give you all of it now, you know, uh, so many different things. And, uh, uh, I, I, I miss shopping for records back in the day and actually getting different remixes. Right. Like, picking up a record and you got a DJ Premier remix, you got a Eric Salmon remix, you got Teddy Riley, you got this person, that person, you know, Pete Rock. Yeah. Like, that was different. And now it's like you get that one song and if they do do a remix, it's like the same beat, but they throw, you know, five more artists on it. Like, the fuck, man! I'm bored. <laughs> Give me something different. <laughs> yeah, yo, P Rock remixes, Premier remixes, and Eric Sermon remixes. I just gonna we're gonna take a moment just to talk about Eric Sermon. How great the Eric uh, Eric Sermon production is! It's so good, and Muddy Waters actually, as an album, has just so many great Eric Sermon productions on. It's insane, and the way he. Yeah, the way he uses bass lines and stuff, man. Eric Sermon, everybody, if you're not familiar, Eric Sermon doesn't get as far as... Absolute monster, man. Yeah, it's insane. Um, let's play Eric Sermon's... Let's, what's your favorite track off Muddy Waters? We've got to play one of your uncle's songs. We've been talking about him enough. We've got to play something from Red Man in the chat just for real quick. Off Muddy Waters... Uh, let's go with. I can't wait. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I think that one's. No, 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 no. There is that a dark side. That yeah, that, that's there is a dark side. Um, I got, I got it though. I got can't wait. If you want it, we can, we can, we can run that. Yeah, I mean because a lot. Uh, this, this is the thing. Behind the first album, obviously. The second one is like one of my favorites, but Red doesn't really like to talk about that album. Hmm. And for for reasons of it, it was some things going on in his life that he don't like to you know talk about at that time. Uh, he said he was doing a lot of acid and stuff like that. So, uh, but I, I think for me it was like this is where you got to see like the rawness of Redman, you know. So I mean to me. I, I love Muddy Waters too, but I put There's a Dark Side before Muddy Waters. And, you know, that's an unpopular opinion, but, you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> hey, that's, you're on the show, man. Let's do it. Let's, we're going to run Can't Wait. I love the song too, man. I, I love the way that they flip the Mary Jane girls and all that too. So this is uh, Can't Wait by Red Man off There is a Dark Side, produced by Eric Sermon. And uh, yeah, shout out Eric, Erotic Dave, uh, Red Man Streamcast on the MTV Cribs. Word, word. still in the same like fuck when they need proof Don't drop your jaws I fuck through Your lazy dude Put your fingers up in the air If you're high I walk by So effort drive I swing a bit And bat an average Is half as 
Just that's why you talk backwards And the chucks be on some woke on shit like Humphrey You couldn't beat me if you ran with 21 Jump Street Or 90210, fuck it, yo In the movies, I'm the nigga puppet Buddha in the back row There we are can't wait by red man first verse only for copyright reasons um what a great what a great song though i love that tune great great selection thank you um so yeah eric sermon man what is he up to 07103 07106 is it nice i didn't know thank you um but look, um, time is precious, and I, I want to thank you for your time, DJ Tamil. Thank you so much. Um, I'm sure no you had like, Dijeros was asking, how's that battery percentage looking? I'm, we're all curious to know. Are you over 8% right yo, now? It's, it, yo, it's weird. It's still on 8%. It's not a charging light, but it's still going. Hey, that's good. <laughs> we did it, man. We did it. Um, yeah, shout out to DJ Tamil's amazing phone battery. Uh, thank you th- so much, <laughs> DJ Tamil. I really appreciate your time, um, and I really hope that we uh, get to hear more music from you in the in the near future. Especially if you if you if you're able to work one with your uncle Red Man, that would be incredible. Um, word, word, word. Is there anyone that you want to shout Pretty out simple, or you, anything you would like to say before we wrap this up? Uh yo, I just want to shout out to everybody that's doing Jersey Club music. Everybody that has a love for Jersey Club music, man. Like you know, I will say it again: we never expected for it to be where it is right now. I mean, we would like to be more mainstream. We would like to be actually used in the mainstream songs. You know, us personally, me, me personally, (laughs) you know, but uh, yeah, man, just shout for, you know, everybody that loves it, man. It could have been nowhere. There's always a possibility. Nobody could have been listening, you know. Jersey Club for the world, man. Word. We thank you so much, the DJ Tamil, for helping create that sound, bringing it to the world, and and sharing it with the the whole world, so we can all enjoy it too, man. It's uh, you know, we definitely play a lot, like like Kid Koo says, we play a lot of Jersey Club in New Zealand, we play it in Canada, we play it on the East Coast, the West Coast, you know, worldwide. So, yeah, thank you so much, man. Um, still, still, some places that I haven't been to personally, you know, that's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope we hope you get to visit us sometime, man. I mean, we'd love to have you. So, um, keep us posted and. Um, yeah thank you everyone for tuning in today um, appreciate it we'll be back here eventually in a couple of weeks with some more guests but make sure you follow DJ Tamil uh, we could just type in exclamation point follow you can follow him on IG you can follow him here on Twitch hope we get some a DJ Tamil t- uh, Twitch DJ set sometime soon it'll be dope to word, have you word, man. I mean well I'm ne- I guess between there I'm mainly on my YouTube but uh yo follow- make sure y'all follow that IG man because I'm on IG all the time awesome yeah make sure you give uh, DJ Tamil a follow and yeah stay in touch look forward to speaking to you soon uh, DJ Tamil thank you again so much for your time same here man thanks peace peace everybody